How's it going, everybody? This is Joey of Underage Packers. This is our draft preview episode, uh, but we didn't want to just like put it out there because we recorded it this past weekend, and uh, something kind of big happened today. You know, nothing too much. Basically, Adam Schefter reported that the Packers Hall of Fame quarterback of 16 years does not want to return to the Packers. So, you know, that's kind of some news that we wanted to talk about today um, before we get into this episode. Um, so there's a lot to be unseen right now, and I don't know when we'll get the answers. I don't know what the answers are, um, but there's a lot of ball game left on this whole Rodgers situation. Um, I mean, I would love it. You know, last night I was thinking that we, you know, the both of us and everybody gets so caught up in picking a side in this whole Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers situation that we don't like. I realized with myself, like, dude, who cares what some hobschnob has to say if Jordan Love was a good pick or not? Uh, just be excited that Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback now, and then you have someone in the wings. Don't be so mad. Don't be, like, rooting for jo- Jordan Love to take over and win five MVPs so bad that you don't appreciate Aaron Rodgers being your quarterback. And that goes for both ways. I was I was really thinking about that last night. And I was like, well, I literally said to myself, well, at least, you know, we have at least one more year with it, maybe two. Um, so, you know, I now, now it's like, well, maybe we have like two more days with. Them. Yeah, well, maybe I should have appreciated. Yeah, like literally. Um, so let, let's just try to get our, our thoughts process ordered. What we don't know, especially we know very little in my mind. Uh, maybe we know it all. Um, but look, Aaron Rodgers, he was looking for an extension this offseason. Didn't want a restructured deal done. Um, the Packers offered him multiple uh, extensions and he declined them. So that is where it gets really interesting and pretty scary. The fact that he has declined multiple extensions. They still have him under contract for the next three years. But the fact that he they are offering him supposedly what he wants, we don't know the details. Maybe it's not enough money for him. Maybe it's still not enough guaranteed money where he doesn't feel enough commitment. But they are giving him what he would want from Green Bay, and he is declining. Um, Big B, do you think? Uh, I mean, these how serious do you think these contract extensions are getting? Do you think the reason he is done is obviously you know Jordan Love, but is does he do you think he doesn't feel enough commitment from the Packers? Um, at this point, I think so. I mean, some report said that um, Goot, Lafleur, <laughs> Murphy all went out there on their private jets yeah. and submarine boats and stuff to talk to Aaron Rodgers. So apparently, but I think I. I would get the vibe that they would love me and care about me and want me to go to bed at night, not feeling like there's monsters under my bed, you know? Yeah. But, yeah that's just me. I don't know anything. Yeah. I, it's hard to tell how Aaron is interpreting this. And, uh, you know, and I, he's Aaron Rodgers. Like, so, of course, he's going to have a different viewpoint than us. You know, he doesn't care about the Packers leaving their options wide open. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care what happens with the Packers after he leaves, whether he's forced to or whether he requests to or whether he retires with the team, he could care less what happens with the Packers after he is not wearing their uniform. 
we care about that. So obviously Aaron Rodgers has quite a few different uh, viewpoints on that. Um, but yeah, the Packers are obviously uh, the only way, unless they, they were keeping their options open, but it, it isn't the idea that many thought it was that they weren't offering Aaron an extension or they were unwilling to work with him. So that adds in a few different changes. So they are still keeping their options open though. Um, you know, but it, it is really interesting that he declined that contract. Um, now the trades, um, you know, all the sources that are getting thrown around, making up different uh, baloney, who knows what's real. Trey Ringo or Ringo uh, was reporting that the Packers, I mean, th- this was a very odd story, but Trey Ringo was reporting, can't pronounce his name apparently, but he was reporting that the Packers, uh, Goot and company told Rodgers that they would trade him this offseason. And then uh, apparently, let me look up the full report here so I don't misquote right here. Uh, you know, we're good friends. Wouldn't want to hurt his feelings. Um, I never heard of him, so you can go be good friends with him. You have um, Okay, so let's see here. What's Trey saying? Um, the Packers reportedly told Aaron Rodgers they were going to trade him this offseason. Then backed off. It's been a, a bleep show between them ever since. And within the last week, Rodgers told the team, trade or no trade, I'm not coming back. Buckle up, folks. I Buckle up, folks. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how much you can go to that. Why would they back off? Because you want an MVP? I, I don't, I don't know what would make them back off. They were so committed to, I don't know. That just seems like a very odd story. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be traded. The Packers, if they were to trade him today, uh, they would most likely make it uh, a past June 1st explanation where, uh, you know, June 1st where all the players get their contract bonuses and whatnot. So if they trade him after June 1st, they'd get a lot more uh, or they'd have a lot less dead cap. So supposedly Ken Engels proposed that, um, you know, they make a deal with the team where the deal is in place tonight, but, you know, so that team selects the players from them. The trade doesn't go through until after June 1st. So, you know, we still have a lot of ball game left. I, I really doubt they trade him tonight. Um, But it's also like time's time's ticking boys. You know, if you're going to make a blockbuster (laughs) trade and Aaron's going to sit out in 2021, then like you can't wait. Um, I don't think that's the case. We don't have the answers. Brian Gudikins going along with his story that um, they are committed to him for the foreseeable future, which is, you know, leaving their options open. Jordan Love uh, comes in there, lights it up. Then, you know, obviously Rogers will get the job this year, but, you know, they're keeping their op- options open to see, you know, what Love develops into. Um, Big B, what are the odds you say for Aaron Rodgers to be the Packers starting quarterback week one of 2021? 80%. Yeah, I, I think at first, like the way, at, when you see those words on screen, it's it's pretty scary. Aaron Rodgers does not want to return in like a Deshaun Watson uh, type fashion. Um, yeah, and then, but now I, I'm feeling more confident that he wants an extension. Um, apparently, you know, from PFF, we all know how trustable Mike Florio and company are over there. Um, he wants control and personnel decisions. Very interesting. I'm not going to act like we can trust anybody. 
we're going to let it play out uh, like we typically do, like we typically apply here at Underage Packers. But that's the thoughts like, we have. And I, I feel like a lot of this stuff is just fake and some of it, some of it's fake and mm-hmm. it's just getting all mumbled jumbled and people don't know like what yeah. they're talking about pretty much at this point. And I hope I uh, a big disaster. Yeah. I hope Rogers has some big interview at the Kentucky Derby. He's just like, that'd be, so that'd be pretty baller. If you have this whole thing planned out and he's like, you know what, I'm going to go up there in my fancy suit. I'm going <laughs> to go, you know, talk about the draft. So um, if the Packers don't draft a wide receiver tonight, that'd be pretty shocking. Um, <laughs> We'll have to see, though, the anticipation is rising. But with that being said, we wanted to address the elephant in the room before we just head off to our draft talk where we aren't talking about it at all. But Big B, any final thoughts? Um, stick around for our live stream tonight. Yes, that too. And our video with Norm. Stick around yep. with that. A lot of good conversation there. Um, don't get upset if we don't pick the person you want tonight and yeah. go back. Go there unless go. it's Christian Barmore, then you can raise all of it, you know, because I'll be with you. Thanks everybody for watching or, you know, let's throw it to our interview right now with Norman. What is going on, everybody? It is officially draft night after all of the overemphasized talk, after all of the mock drafts, after all of the experts, uh, analysts. We are finally here for our draft preview. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday night. We are just about an hour out until the Packers uh, are not on the clock, uh, about probably three or four hours until they're on the clock. We got a long night ahead of us. But joining me today, as always, for episode 68 of Underage Packers podcast is my co-host, Big B, how are you doing this uh, lovely evening? Um, very excited. Yep. Look forward to this time of year every single year. So I can't wait to see what the Packers pick. More specifically, the end of it. I, I just I cannot like the first few weeks. Like, man, I'm I'm hyped for the draft. I hype. I'm hyped for looking at all these prospects. But at this point, it's just like I can't take it. Joining us, we are keeping the tradition alive. Last year, our Draft preview was with the only guest we could get, and Bigby was so excited and thrilled to tell me that we had Green Bay today coming on our podcast last year, and he is joining us once again for the draft preview. Norman, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Um, I'm happy that I'm able to be on, you know, your guys' show for the third time. I'm a little disappointed, though, at the same time, because it is show 68, and I would have just love to be on show 69 but 68 ah uh, just missed the mark there <laughs> we are today um we're gonna be talking about the draft obviously um we are going rogue today um so before we get started on any prospects that you've heard a thousand times about we gotta talk about arvin norman's here crazy prediction here so i'm gonna paraphrase it and then i'll show the clip because it is word to word exactly what happens Last year before the draft, there was rumors swirling around that the Packers might select this quarterback. Um, and we, we geniuses at Underage Packers, we were like, okay, let's talk about this. We had a good five-minute segment about it. Uh, me and Big B had some thoughts. And then Norman says this. I, you know what? I'll tell you something that I think is interesting. If Jordan Love is there at 30, which, first of all, I don't even think he's going to make it to 30. But who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, I couldn't even imagine a 
Packers social media fans if they traded up to get Jordan Love, let alone take him at 30. But anyway. So, I mean, did you actually think – did you actually think I – I didn't think they were going to select him, but did you think there was any chance for him and they would actually trade up for him to pick 26? So, honestly, like the trade-up mm-hmm. – I didn't see a trade-up. I would have yeah. never guessed that in a million years for a trade-up for Jordan Love. But I think, you know, similar to what I said last year, I can't remember it word for word, but, you know, if he's sitting there around where they're, you know, at, you know, in the draft, in the order, I mean, it would make sense to take him. And yeah. it did. So, I yeah, I, I just didn't – I did not expect a trade-up, I don't think – Anybody did. And if you said you did, you're probably lying, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and actually, I think when I was doing my first and only mock draft uh, last year, I was thinking, I do, the thought came through my head, like, could I give the Packers Jordan Love here? And it's a mock draft. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But, you know, I was just thinking to myself, like, dude, if I give the Packers Jordan Love here in this mock draft, one, you know, and I'm not want to care about what people think about my opinion or, you know, all that stuff. But like, I was like, dude, I'm going to lose so many followers and get so much hate if I mock yeah. Jordan Love to the Packers. So I was like, you know what? Let's just give him. I mean, I mock like Denzel Mims or something for him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, to to sum it up. Uh, no, I definitely did not see a trade up. And but I thought that if he fell into their lap, which he did, they mm-hmm. you know might take him. It was so weird because I had. I feel like there's this weird vibe around, like, okay, like, you know, there was the Sean Kaiser rumors a few years ago, the rumors of Drew Locke, uh, rumors, I guess you could say. Uh, but there felt something real about last year with Jordan Love, and they obviously loved him, uh, traded up from. That was a wild prediction on your part. Um, I, I made an Instagram post last year on Jordan Love, too. Um, and it's weird because right now I have those exact same thoughts. Basically it might be a year too early, but if the Packers really love them, why not? Um, it's still a lot to play out, but uh, that's the Jordan love talk. So today we're going to be talking about uh, not as much prospect focus, not only because, you know, nobody wants to hear about them again, uh, but more about how the Packers might look to go specifically here tonight. Um at the start of this process, I really – there was a, quite a few positions I was looking at for the Packers. I had quite a few honed focuses. I was like, I don't know really how they're going to go um, with this first pick. I could see it being a lot of different positions. Now we're getting closer. We're more familiar with the prospects. I think my top three would have to be cornerback, uh, defensive tackle, offensive tackle. I think that's my top three. Uh, positional predictions. Uh, defense tackle is probably really unlikely, uh, especially if Barmore uh, is taken before the Packers. But Norm, what are your three positions you're looking at for the Packers at 29? So contrary to last year, and these, you know, these are what I'm going to give. They're in no specific order. But contrary to last year, to start it off, I think, I think receiver is definitely in the mix because not because you know, the argument that some people would make idiots that the Packers absolutely need a receiver or a bona fide number two receiver next to Devontae Adams. I think the bigger picture in that whole topic is they have nobody under contract, you know, after the season. And that gives literally all of the leverage to Devontae Adams. And he's like, well, you know, if the Packers give him this, 
and Devontae Adams wants that, they're they don't really have much, or Devontae doesn't have really any reason to budge off of his asking price. So one, Devontae has leverage, and on top of that, there's really no receivers um, under contract after next season. So I think receiver is probably a high on their priority um, mm-hmm. to address in the draft. Um, another spot I think they could look to address, uh, as you said, defensive tackle. Besides Christian Barmore, um, there's probably not anybody, at least you would think, that they wouldn't go for yeah. a true defensive lineman um, in the first round. But who the hell knows where they have anybody graded, really, because we don't know. Nobody knows besides them. Yeah. Um, so I think defensive line is also another thing that they'll look to add. I mean, I think what's their defensive line room? Kenny Clark, Lancaster. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so well, it really is just Lancaster and Lowry, and then you have the ends of Kiki Anthony and Rush. Oh, and how could we forget? <laughs> Who needs Christian and, Barmore no. when you got Anthony Rush? A hundred percent. So uh defensive defensive tackle, defensive line, I think is something they could look to do. And then offensive tackle too. I mean, I know <clears throat> I know David Bakhtiari's out. Um, you know, with the torn ACL, he'll probably miss a few games early next season. And that's, that's, you know, definitely not a sole reason why you want to take a tackle here. But for one, I think the value specifically, specifically for this draft, um, there's a lot of really good offensive tackles available um, in this draft. I would say it's a pretty deep class. And I think, you know, for your buck, I think the Packers could get a pretty good one Mm -hmm. starter, even, um, even, you know, if they don't trade up say at 29. So, and on top of that too, uh, Billy Turner, I think, didn't we just give him an extension or something? Uh, um, yeah, the restructure. The voidable years, yeah. something like that. So we'll see. Um, his contract might be coming up next year or the year after that. So, and, you know, it's, you know, and you can look also no further than last year when, you know, Bakhtiari went out. And I'm not going to talk about the NFC Championship <laughs> game, but it would have been nice to have a backup swing tackle. So those are my top three. Yeah, the offense line is going to be really interesting. I love uh, they have the versatility uh, with Elton Jenkins to play anywhere. Lucas Patrick, who can play anywhere inside. Um, I would love Telvin Jenkins, um, but we'll have to see who's there on the board. Big B, what three uh, golden positions are you looking at for pick 29? I'm going to say offensive tackle, um, cornerback, and defensive tackle, my Stays. top three. We agree on too much. Um, yes, we do. Uh, yeah, I think offense tackle is like such a packed pick and such a deep class. Uh, wide receiver will be a really interesting one. Uh, wide receiver this year, uh, whether they look to add a guy like Kadarius Tony or Elijah Moore, who's that gadget guy that Matt Lafleur loves to have in his offense, or it's uh, a pure receiver guy like Rashad Bateman. Or uh, Rondale Moore, two great uh, physical, athletic specimens. Uh, specimens. Um, so uh, now I'll ask you the same question I asked you last year at this time. The draft crushes. Big B, I'll start with you. Who would you love Ooh. to see on this beautiful cap tonight? Man. This um... is like, this is a confirmation. Like you are sending in your ballot for your draft crush. There's been a lot of talk along the way, but who is your draft crush? All right. I'm going to give two here. All right. One's realistic and one's really not. <laughs> so my not really realistic is Jeremiah Awuze oh. Karamara or whatever the hell his name is. Everybody calls him Jock good. for short. J-O-K, Jock. Jock. Yeah. 
And then my realistic one is Samuel Cosme, mm-hmm. the tackle from Texas, you know, yep. I think. Shout That's out to fine. Joseph M. Um, man, my draft, I love Asante Samuel from Florida State. Uh, and I, I, yeah, Christian Barmore is probably not realistic. So I'll submit my ballot for Asante Samuel. Norm, who are you going with here? So if I had to pick two, I think obviously we'd probably all have Christian Barmore as one of our draft crushes, but I would be pretty surprised if he made it to 29. So he would be one of my draft crushes, but instead I'm going to give two other guys that I really, really like. Uh, number one, man, Greg Newsom. Uh, mm. No biasy because I'm from Illinois, but that dude is – I think that dude could come in Joe Barry's defense and just ball out. You know, he might yep. not he might not come in and be the, you know, bona fide number two cornerback right away that everybody would be, you know, pounding the table for behind uh, Kevin King, who really would not be too – you know, would really not go over well with fans to at least yeah. start off the season – um, but I think he would do a phenomenal job next to uh, Jair in this new Packers defense. Um, and another draft crush I have, man, like like I was talking about receiver, man, I just love – I love Rashad Bateman a lot. I think he could do special things in Matt LaFleur's offense. And as, like you said, he's more of a pure receiver. He can do a lot of things. He's not – you know, he doesn't really have one skill or trait that he's known for. So mm-hmm. um, I think Rashad Bateman's and – Rashad Bateman and Greg Newsom are probably my – two draft crushes yep so uh you can cross those names off or who the Packers. oh yeah draft. um i mean besides <laughs> josh jackson never have i uh liked a player that they ended up drafting uh well i've liked them but not as a, a crush per se all right okay. let's see what else we could talk about here draft talk there's just been so much of it going around uh let, let's see how this idea plays out in my head let's go with Naming every position, we're going to try to think of reasons why the Packers would draft them. We got uh, 26 positions here, folks, so let's we'll try to click through them here. Uh, we'll skip quarterback. Besides the sixth round, maybe they're looking for a third-string uh, developmental practice squad guy. Uh, running back, why will the Packers want a running back, Big B? Um, because they need a third-string running back because we lost the GOAT, Jamal Williams, sadly. Always cry at night because of that. So we need to get somebody in the third string spot. Matt Lafleur has said that he wants three running backs in this offense. Patrick Taylor could could definitely uh-huh. take that over, but that's why. All right, uh, wide receiver Norm, uh, give us this reasoning. Going back to it, man, um, yep. I think just the biggest reason is, you know, you really don't have a lot of those – you don't have any of those guys actually under contract after uh, the 2020 – or after this season. So I think that alone is a very good enough reason and justified. Yeah. All right. I'll take tight end here. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is back. Robert Tanyan is uh, is back. Uh, or Tanyan, uh, my apologies. Uh, no, he's a big fan of the show. Uh, Jay Sternberg is in that room as well. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if they take one. Maybe Tommy Trimble, if he falls to round four or five, he's a really good H-back type guy. Um, but no, I, I would, I'd be pretty surprised. Um, and maybe if they're looking for a, a great blocker uh, after Mercedes has gone after this year. Offensive tackle, pretty easy one for you again, Big B. Uh, but offensive tackle, let's see why. It's going to be hard to wear it. I don't know how to wear this. So, uh 
we could use more depth, of course, on the offensive line. It never hurts to add some depth. Mm-hmm. Um, get a versatile guy, but we also need a tackle because don't know how Billy Turner is going to play. If he's going to continue his hot streak from last season, we definitely need another guy for a couple of years down the road. And David Bakhtiari is also hurt. So there you have, have to draft somebody. Interior offensive line, they drafted uh, three uh, of them last year, but why might they look to add more this year, Norm? I think, you know, one, Corey Lindsley just departed to the Chargers. Um, unfortunate, he's a huge part of this offense. Uh, two, uh, Lucas Patrick, I believe, is entering a contract year, so that might be a reason to add one. And three, if they're not satisfied with the development, I think of Runyon, Stepaniak, and Hanson, um, that might also be a reason why to add one in the draft. Sure. Uh, defensive end here, let's start off. Okay. Uh, I'll take this one. Uh, there's nobody. I like Kingsley Kiki. Uh, I really like what he could possibly turn into. Um, but, and it will be really interesting to see how the Packers line up with Joe Barry's defense uh, and how similar it is to how the Rams ran it with Michael Brockers, uh, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, all those uh, pass rushing beasts. Uh, so who the Packers throw out there will be interesting. Having another guy in there will uh, be an extra help. Uh, defense tackle, pretty easy one again for you, Big B. Rolling the dice on here. Uh, let's hear it though. Um, we have Kenny Clark and literally garbage bags. That's it. <laughs> all right, yeah, get Kenny some help. Um, outside linebacker. Let's hear it. Zadarius Smith is back. Uh, they were trying to work out an extension, um, but that didn't happen. Uh, Sean Gary looks like he's could be the next best outside linebacker in the league. Uh, but Norman, why might they look to add some more? I think one reason is you can never have too many good pass rushers. Um, that's a thing in the NFL, you know, similar to oh. offensive tackle. You can just never have, or any offensive lineman, you can just never have, yeah. you know, too many uh, pass rushers. I think that's one reason. I think if they were looking to add an off ball outside linebacker, um, you know, they, I think once again, um, that'd be a position that would fit really well into Joe Barry's defense coming over from the Rams, you know, that new scheme that he's going to be implementing into Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And two, I just think, or not two, three, uh, Preston Smith maybe didn't live up to some expectations that was put on him, you know, for his for, for his first year um, as a Packer. So maybe if he, uh, the Packers don't feel like he uh, might, you know, produce how he did his first year or he might be on the decline, uh, they might look, to move on from him um, after this season. So, yeah, cornerback uh, here. Let's see. Um, with Kevin Keene, he's a one year deal. Uh, pretty much a, a lot of people thought, oh, no, they're not going to add another cornerback now. But I think that's all the proof you need. Uh, Kevin Keene is back. Uh, it kind of has insurance, but also uh, as well as to kind of mentor a guy that they will hopefully take in uh, early day one, day two, day three pick. Um, you know, have a long-term answer there and also just provide some depth, at least for this year, uh, with Kevin Keene and Shannon Sullivan. Inside linebacker, Big B, let's hear it. Um, man, uh, we, we could add a third guy in there, Paul Martin and shoot, I'm blanking Chris on Barnes. Oh, Chris Barnes, there we go. See, I'm not that stupid. Um, they're, they're really studs. I really liked how, how they progressed last year. So I don't I really don't think they should 
they should add somebody very high in the draft, but adding somebody in the fourth or fifth, sixth round later in the draft could be kind of a smart move if they get the right guy. Yeah, uh, Kamal Mart, I, I would, uh, I wouldn't mind that as well. You know, Ty Summers, Warren Burks, not working out, especially Warren Burks. So that's a cringe moment right there. Um, uh, but uh, we'll have definitely look to add it. I'd be pretty surprised if it's early, like you mentioned. If it's day one, saving Collins, I, I really like him, but I'd be surprised. I mean, the Packers have never uh, valued um, inside linebackers really. Or maybe I shouldn't use the word never. Maybe – in 1955, they really liked the inside linebacker in the first round. Uh, but <laughs> final defense position, let's uh, hear why the Packers might look to add a safety, Norman. Uh, well, similar to um, the other things I've been talking about in Joe Barry's defense, um, the Rams last year used a lot of uh, three safety sub packages on defense. Um, I think that's a thing Green Bay should definitely look to do. Um, mm -hmm. And it would not surprise me one bit if the commissioner came out tonight and handed or, you know, read the card to everybody and the Packers pick a safety in the first round. Um, also not to mention the star position um, that is yep. being talked about now. Um, getting a guy that can play safety and cornerback, you know, being versatile, you know, with the Packers, there's been rumblings about Darnell Savage, maybe taking over that guy, or maybe the guy that they want to do that is, you know, going to be drafted tonight or tomorrow or whenever during the draft. Uh, yep. We'll see if they look to do that. And behind uh, Adrian Namus and Darnell Savage, you got Vernon Scott. And I think uh, another Henry guy, Black. I think Henry Black. And then there's one more safety they signed to a futures contract. So mm. uh, I heard to add I, another body or two. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Gaines, I believe. Um, Ennis Gaines. Ennis Gaines, yeah. yes. Yeah, this is literally the only podcast where we'll talk about that. So oh, yeah, uh, exactly. safe, yeah, <laughs> versatility, I would love uh, Trevion Morvig from TCU. Probably saying that wrong. Um, but yeah. And, and also got to. Got to say something. Elijah Molden yep. played cornerback and safety. Hey, so since you got – oh, you go, Big B. Go ahead, bro. My fault. <laughs> so he can be the star player. Exactly. Yes. Hey, Thank my you. guy, since we're all naming guys here, Javon yep. Holland from Oregon. Oh, boy. Remember the name. Javon Holland is going to be the best safety in this class. You heard it here Perfect. first on the Underage Packers podcast. I know everybody's coming here for those predictions. Uh, I love – I've, you know, got to throw in another late rounder guy in there. Hampson uh rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Uh, what a name. <laughs> Probably, I think, Nasruddin, but uh, maybe we shouldn't draft him. I, I don't want to deal with having to pronounce that name. Um, all right, We'd let's... probably come up with a nickname. Oh, yeah. Homs or something. <laughs> Love it. Dig it. Um, all right, special teams, most important here. Um Kicker, I'll take this. Maybe they're they're trying to get out of the legend Mason Crosby's contract, and uh, they look to get a you know maybe sixth or seventh round. They look to add some uh, competition, draft and develop even your kickers, folks. Big B, uh, let's end it off. Hunter and long snapper, give it to me. All right, I'm gonna take a book out of Corey Banky's. We should not draft a punter. We should get one as an undrafted free agent. We should not spend picks on special teams players. You're welcome. So funny that Michael Dickerson went like five picks ahead of J.K. Scott. It was like three times better, but how the – You know what? 
I would be okay with spending picks on special teams if that means the Packers can freaking improve it even just a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, uh, watching Packers special teams the past few years has been a, a disaster and abysmal. So honestly, if they spent you know a fifth round pick on a linebacker that was going to primarily play special teams or a yeah. sixth round pick on a new punter, I'm okay with it. I'm cool. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah, I'd love, uh, you know, I didn't mention long snapper and I probably shouldn't. We, we have Joe Fortunato. We're all settled folks. Um, we're good. Yeah. No, no need to worry. That was our big free agent signing, you know? Um, so we're, we proved at that position there. Um, Super Bowl. what? Oh yeah. Joe, Joe Fortunato <laughs> Super Bowl confirmed right there. Well, uh, we are going to end it off here. Norm, as we are recording this, or when this is going live, you should be uh, in Cleveland right about this time. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. I cannot wait. Get us, uh, get some good pictures. Uh, not of you, um, but of the stage, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay. That's where we're going to end it off, the 2021 NFL Draft. Me and Big B, we'll see how tired we are, but uh, we'll definitely be here at some point to recap the draft. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Any final thoughts, uh, Big B or Norman? Uh, you know what? The Packers, whoever they pick tonight, stand behind it, whether you agree or not. And let's ride, man. We got, we got some unfinished business to do. Exactly. Uh, I will be, you can find me on Twitter at Joey GPG. I will undoubtedly be in the Packers Twitter replies tonight on the social media account, bookmarking some tweets, uh, getting petty in the replies. I'm excited for it, folks. I got Dr. Peppers on the loadout. Uh, Woo! Make sure to subscribe to the Underage Packers YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook even. And as always, Go Pack Go!